You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie! What's on your mind? So funny. <laughs> I don't know. I was giggling and, and chuckling there, a little guffawing. Why, why are you laughing? I don't know. I felt I was having a good time. I'm excited this morning to be alive after the past week I fucking had. It's, oh. been, uh, it's been a nightmare. It's been a week in Philly. <laughs> yeah. It's been a week for all of us, man. Dude, like, um, shit. Like, last Saturday we went out. Went to McCusker's, woke up, and uh, 95 collapsed. I was like, holy shit. Which is just, if anybody's not aware of that, it, it, you know, if it's just a regional thing, but I think it's it's like national now or international because I heard about it in, in Houston this past week. Um, yeah. An entire section of Interstate 95 on both the northbound and south, well, northbound actually fell down, I should say. Let me be clear on that. Northbound, yeah. an entire section of the new bridge work that they put in fell down. And the southbound lane was compromised to the point where they knocked it down due to a uh, tractor or it was a, a tanker explosion. Uh, truck hit him. Go ahead. I, uh, I guess truck. Tanker yep. truck. Yeah. Hit the abutment and caught on fire and destroyed the bridge. I mean, it was watching some of the videos on Twitter as it was happening. I mean, it was just black smoke billowing out of both sides. And apparently that the, the tanker truck had just been filled. Um, unfortunately from what I understand and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, the driver did not make it, but he was the only, no. he was the only fatality, uh, and injury in the entire thing. Um, but I mean, like that's, that section, like, I don't know if people understand, I know Meanie does cause we, we, oh, yeah. we both live in that area. Right. And we take, we take that road pretty frequently. Common yeah. Avenue right there. I mean, that is a major, like a jugular vein inside of interstate 95. I mean, that's a huge yeah. travel component for so many people and it is shut down for, I think it's, what is it? 30 miles in between or 20 miles, something. It's an, it's a very large stretch of 95 yeah. that's closed right now. And, and has it affect, well, let me ask the question here. Has it affected you in your travels recently or have you been able to get a nice, you know, work around? Cause I know, you know, the city pretty well, but yeah, dude, I, I like, when I was going for my, uh, I had a, a hearing, uh, I had to go get my ears cleared, cleaned the other day. I got a fucking ear infection. I, I had to take 95 to Cotman and get off of Cotman and go up, uh, that wherever I forget, Frankfurt. Mm, yeah. Or no, something like that. I, 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 either way, I had to take Cotman Avenue and drive that all, you know, 
You could go to so many different places from that exit. And, uh, yeah, I drive, I drive, I was dry. I drove over that at least five days a week. Yeah. And I was scheduled to, I had to make a run and do something in Northeast Philly. And I, I woke up to go do the thing I had to do. I <laughs> learned that the road that I drive over, uh, wasn't there anymore. It was, it was so good. And I, I, I like, I sat there and just stared at my phone. I was like, that's here, right? <laughs> it just didn't feel real. I was like, 95 in Philly? Yeah. I was like, oh, God. And then like, you're like, how? And like, you, you try to piece things together, you know, in, in your, uh, in my hungover state. I was like, holy shit. And so I had to just like figure out how to, uh, navigate that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got around it, but it took, I drive the shit. It took me 20 minutes. It took me like an hour. It's fucking brutal. You know, uh, there's an exit before Cotman, which is, uh, Aramingo Avenue. Mm-hmm. Everybody got off of that. So I did Aramingo, Aramingo to Harvest and Route One. Yeah. We had to go to Woodhaven to get back to 95, which was. Oh my God. Wait, let me try to process that for a minute. Cause as a Bucks County boy, that just made my head spin thinking about the, just the amount of traffic you, like the amount of detours you just took there. So you got off at Aramingo, went to yeah. Harbison, then to Which route. Which kind, of, kind of turns into Harbison, yeah. Right. And then the route one, then yeah. Woodhaven, and then back onto 95. That is like a, that's a murderer's row, friends, of roads, of uh, nightmare roads in Philadelphia. Thank God this was like a Sunday morning. Oh my God. Uh, in general, if you're going to have that accident, you, granted, you don't want to have that fucking accident. Right. Uh, if that was a weekday and that thing collapsed and imagine how many fucking people, like if they didn't see the collapse and it's kind of like uh, the the um, earthquake in San Francisco when that part of that bridge collapsed. Yeah. And people didn't see it until it was too late. Oh, so. I mean, it was a, it's a bad thing. And like the video, yeah, like the videos of the people going over, there's one where the guy is driving over 95 where the fire is. You can kind of see the, it's already kind of dipped. Yeah. He's driving and his car goes, whoop. And it was like, holy shit. He, another 10, 20 seconds, he would have easily fallen down there. I mean, that's just, yeah. The, I know we're, we're kind of like, I don't mean to underplay it or anything because it's a very serious situation, but like, it's such yeah. a, it's such a uniquely Philadelphia thing. I think sometimes where it's just like, yeah. it just like, you know, of course this happens here. Like this happened in 85, you know, go birds. But, um, it's, it's just like watching the video. Like, you know, there's, there, there's, there's some like, they had the surveillance video of when the accident happened. It was like, no, miss me with that. But like watching the fire, like the smoke, the heavy smoke and, it's just, it's, it's, it, I don't think it was, it, yeah. I mean, and it was in, like, you don't understand, like once that impact happens, you know, and that fuel burns off, I was talking to my Uber driver last night and I was telling him like in an incident like that, like when I was with the fire department, if there was something along those, we, luckily we never had to deal with anything like that. But basically the training was if you're in a situation like that and it's contained, and I know it seems weird to say like, that's contained, but it's not spreading anywhere, right? Like the brit, the, the, right. the truck is on fire. It's just in the bridge area, and now the tanker is just burning. The only thing you can do is let it burn until it goes out. Like there's nothing you can do to stop that. And it's like a surround and drown with a house fire. We call them surround and drowns. 
It's basically when the house is fully compromised, there's no saving it. You're just mitigating the, the, the house falling down at that point, right? It's all optics. And man, that was just some wild, wild shit to watch. But um, I've, I've heard a lot of stories about people being impacted. And now, you know, luckily the governor is calling on the federal, you know, the federal government to bring in some additional uh, assistance. Um, they did say, meaning, and I'm going to ask you about this. Uh, they did say yes. that it was going to take three and a half months uh, to fix that, which I laughed at. Um, because we all know that that section of, of 95 has been in progress since I was in high school uh, over 20 years ago. Um, yeah. How long do you think, as a, a native Philadelphian, uh, how long do you think, what's your, what's your projection on the 95 repair? <sighs> when I, you know, when I first, you know, when I first had it, I was like, oh, that's got to be six months to a year. Yeah. But then uh, on the news last night, they said they're going, what they're planning to do, you're just going to fill it all in and just make it like a, a mountain there and just kind of like pave over it until they try to rebuild a bridge. There's this uh, this stuff made of glass. It's like a glass, I can't, not like a kind of like a agarate, it's mm. called. And they're going to just make a mountain of this fucking, they're going to, if, if you're not familiar, Cotman, you know, you get off the exit, you go around, you go underneath, under not, underneath 95, like a tunnel. They're just going to fill that fucking tunnel in, that whole area, and, and pave over it just to get cars like a six-lane highway. And in the meantime, they're going to try to build a new bridge around that. So if it takes three three months, that would be a fucking miracle. But uh, if they're just going to do the whole fill it in and just fucking pave over it, that might that might fucking speed shit up. But you, it's funny. It's like, if this was like uh, China or Japan, it would be two weeks, right? So yeah, easily done. Done. Yeah. I've watched the videos. It's like, holy shit. Well, it's because they have, in, they have money in their infrastructure. Not getting into politics, but I'm just saying if we had more money in infrastructure, right. we probably could, we probably would have avoided this whole thing. But anyway, I digress. Right. Um, well, the, the big thing is they, they said they didn't put the, uh, there's like a foam you could have put, had underneath there, like a, a flame retardant uh, foam that would have helped fight off the effects of the flames. But they, uh, oops, kind of forgot that. <laughs> uh, Whoopsie. We missed that part, guys. I uh, apologize, uh, Blue. I know you're the uh, supervisor, but uh, uh, we fucking missed this part. And uh, it's kind of a big deal now. Yeah. Yeah. Just forgot the fucking fire. Uh, I forgot. But uh, yeah, uh, anything you have to do in Philly is is fucked. You just got to figure out a new way. Yeah, I I I put the the route into my Waze app and it just laughs at me. <laughs> just like yeah, okay. You joking me, dude? All right, cause yeah, <laughs> yo, cause. Uh, Schlichter, uh, shout out to the pod squad, by the way, uh, yeah. pod squad, uh, just sent me something from six ABC. Let's, uh, let's boot this, this bad boy up and see there's a new, uh, information on the rebuild. Let's see if this comes up. Let's, uh, let's see. And, uh, hold on. I got a little breaking news. Machete Von Kill calls her shit poop. <laughs> he called the shit poop and shouts. Go ahead. That's if, if if you join us on patreon.com slash mine and meanie, uh, we have little sidebars before the show and talk to everybody and yeah, 
we had a, a lively discussion before. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will. I, I, was, I, I was. I set up the record. I was like, "Ah, oh, man, let, let me go take a shit." And then I went <laughs> went to take a shit, and I stood up to you know come in here, and then my body went, "Nah, sit back down." You're not quite done like, yet, pal. Nah. I, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a rough couple of fucking days, man. Um, so I went to Houston for work from a shoot job and, uh, I flew in Monday morning. So I drove from my place to Philly. I was at my old, my old community cause I can still park there. And, uh, it's only about, it's only 10, 15 minute drive from there to the airport. And my stomach was just like, you know, I drank an energy drink and a protein shake, which is not out of the ordinary for me. Like if I'm running late in the morning, you know, like, oh, I got to fucking like keep myself full until I get to the office. And I'm telling you, man, my entire stomach felt like it was like literally I know you, people say this, but it felt like someone was physically taking my stomach and twisting it. And it felt like my sides were just being stabbed. And the whole day I'm at the airport, I'm like dry heaving. And then I'm in the airplane and I'm flying to Houston and I'm sitting there and I'm going, I'm not, and I felt like I was going to be sick. And I had to like literally like fucking zen myself into being like you're not gonna puke we are not doing this on the airplane right so i felt like you know i finally got myself to that position but then eventually like i just i threw up like pretty much all night and oh my god like i was crawling to my bed and since monday so you're listening to this a week from monday uh, a week from the incident it's been literally nonstop. like today you know we're recording this inside baseball we're recording this a little bit earlier in the week um and I'm still suffering from the effects of it. Like, and, and the same thing, like we were getting ready to record. I'm like, yo, blue, I'll be, I'll be right there. And I fucking, you know, what do you call it? Squid inking. Like I was like Jeff Daniels, dumb and dumber, hands up off the fucking, the seat, letting, letting it rip. And, uh, I turned the faucet on cause I didn't want anybody to hear me go. And it sounded like the same, the same thing, no, you know? No. In hotel? No, no, I was here. I just didn't want to hear my oh. wife. I didn't want my wife to hear me fucking shit my it's ass. A it's a hotel. No. <laughs> Dude, I was, it's a, like fucking, you know, those things in movies where they go bong when it's like a, you know, like a transition. That's what my fart yeah. sounded like. It was like a loud bass fucking booming thing through the hotel room. But no, yeah. I, I, it like, and then, so Monday I was just puking and I was up all night and sweating and I was shaking. And then Tuesday I had to go to like meetings and classes all day and it was a struggle. And between that and like the interior, the interior abdominal pain and the heartburn. And of course it's the shits. It's been horrific. So I don't know if any, and I know a couple people that I've spoken to in my professional and personal life are also suffering from whatever this is. But it sounds like there's whatever this is is a really fucking nasty bug. So just keep fucking keep an eye on it because it's going to knock your ass out. Well, they say <clears throat> uh, nine out of ten people suffer from diarrhea, which means one person enjoys it. <laughs> Imagine enjoying diarrhea. Yeah. This is delightful. Yeah. Oh my god, man. <laughs> I love the way my I love the way it feels when my asshole's on fire. Uh, here, this I like the, sound, <laughs> I like the sounds of corks popping. <laughs> oh my god! 
Danny does a great, my son, whose voice graces us at the end of the episode. He watches, yes. he'll find, this kid's fucking hilarious. He'll find fart sound videos on YouTube where people just like, you know, it's like loud fart, wet fart, whatever it is. And there's a diarrhea noise and he does it. If I ask him to do it, he does it. He's like, <laughs> What are you doing, man? Like, how do you have that memorized? But I, I will tell you, dude. My, what, a, what a guy. I love that kid. Um, I will tell you, uh, friends and, and family alike, and foes too. I mean, I don't want you to suffer from this. Well, maybe. But uh, Liquid IV, which is what I'm drinking yeah. right now, this is ha- has been a literal game changer for me. Um, <clears throat> it like Just as I start to feel down again, it comes back up. They have it in all types of flavors. Definitely... It's like 20 bucks for a box of 10. I don't know. It's chef's kiss, meaning it's beautiful shit. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Meanie buys that stuff and it's great. It's, a, it's great for uh, hangovers. Yeah. Like uh, the one I'm experiencing now. <laughs> Another night at McCusker's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, just, it was just like, yeah, let's go. Uh, we went Saturday. Ooh, where did that list come from? <laughs> we went we went Saturday. It's like I had fucking a rooftop full of peanut butter. <laughs> we went Saturday. <laughs> we went Saturday. 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 Thick Saturday. Eat your heart out, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> we went Saturday just to fucking shoot the shit. Yeah. And then uh, sometimes we go on a Wednesday. Just a random Wednesday. Well, let's go and uh, close the bar out and then uh, come home and get drunk and jam to Kyrie live by Mr. Mister. I love it. Or the guy from Kyrie. Well, the guy from Mr. Mister with uh, Ringo's All-Star Band, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's probably really but, sick. Yeah. And Steve Lukather and Ringo Starr and a few other people. That I recognize, but I just don't know their names. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what tangent we were going off on there, but uh, uh, we were talking uh, about squid inking, squid inking, and poop, and all kinds of other things. Um, I did want to go back to Andrew Bailey Shackelford said he had to get off at Cotman by shark by that Sharky's bar yesterday, and traffic sucked. Oh my god! I can't even imagine being right there, dude. That's pretty much like that's yeah. almost ground zero right there, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's coming down. Uh, Going south isn't as bad because you could get off at Cotman mm-hmm. and they make you make the right there and the left and you pass uh, the Four Seasons uh, landscaping place. Total landscape. Uh, yeah, with the with the adult bookstore right there. But, uh, <laughs> at the crematorium. Yeah. Which has like is unusually high steps. I'm like... It's like, fuck it. While you're up there, uh, tell Moses to get the fucking tablets down. Fucking shirt, but they go up to the fucking. Oh my God, dude. I can literally see Moses just walking up these stairs to the crematorium. Yeah. The fucking steps that high. God damn. Trying to keep that place a secret? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. The visual on that was just was breathtaking, sir. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like once you get off there, well, no pun intended. Right. <clears throat> but but yeah, 
it's a straight shot right back on the 95 and you go on 95 and there's nobody behind you. You're like, you feel like fucking Top Gun. You're like, need for speed. <laughs> oh man, I've seen some videos of people fucking moving the police barricades and driving through it. And oh, really? yeah, they're like moving the barricades around and they're just like, they're just picking them up and throwing them and then lines of traffic coming through. And you know, if you're listening to this and doing that, please don't do that. That entire section of road is compromised from a heavy, heavy, uh, a tanker truck fuel fire. Please, I can't stress this enough. Please don't do this. <laughs> you're, you're literally, you're literally taking your life in your own hands. Yeah, I ain't fucking hanging out. No. Uh, the whole point is of going somewhere is to get where you got to go. <laughs> Just fucking keep driving. Right. Dude, I've, I've had this rant in my fucking head. Like the fucking people on the plane who uh, are in no hurry to get out of their fucking seats. So, so you probably just took a flight. So it's like, yeah. fucking, uh, you know, if we're flying and I'm in on the aisle, and we're just pulling up to the gate, and that seatbelt sign is half coming off. My seatbelt is like half off. <laughs> my seatbelt comes off. I stand up open up the thing and I grab my fucking bag and if nobody's standing up, I make my way halfway down the fucking aisle to get off that fucking plane. I don't like these fucking lollygaggers like, you know, coming back from Ireland, I had a middle seat and the guy next to me was just like, loop doo doo I was like, dude. Can you stand up? Uh, I was like, I I'm sorry that you're not in a rush to see your loved ones, uh, but I would like to get off this plane and go home in an expedited manner. Uh, stand the fuck up. Yeah, I'm sitting on my. I'm I'm literally sitting on my nuts right now. Just please get up <laughs> for the love of God. Please move. Yeah, and I don't get. It. And then you see people. Oh, I can't stand peace. Damn people who stand up right away when the. What are you waiting for? Fucking. What are you waiting for? Like an invitation? Get the fuck up. Stand up. Get the fuck off the plane. Right. And then there, you know the. Then the people get up and they don't, they don't know how to get their shit out of the fucking top thing. And they're fucking like, ah, oh, da, 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 da. no, grab your bag and get the fuck off the plane. Right. It's not <laughs> that complicated. Know? It's not. No, but I've seen like fucking, you know, in the past of people, what's with on people who are in such a rush to get off the plane to get to where I got to fucking go. Yeah. I just want to get off this fucking thing. I took United. Soon as that, soon as that seatbelt fucking thing comes off. I'm up. I've got the fucking bag. And I'm walking through it towards the fucking door. And never mind the fucking poor fucking flight attendants that have to pick up after these fucking slobs after, you know, to make the plane presentable for the next fucking flight. Right. right. You, you taking your time to get off the fucking plane is delaying their fucking job. And it's probably, you, you're possibly making the departure time for the the next flight that's using that plane a little bit later. So as a public service announcement, stand up, grab your bag, get the fuck off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't disagree with that. I don't like the lollygaggers, but what I, what drives me nuts is like, so yesterday I took, I took United on the flight home and we were already delayed by like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. There was like maintenance issues or whatever it was. And they upgraded my seat to Economy Plus, which was dope. Thank you, United, whoever made that decision. Mr. United, I guess. And um, and so I'm, I had a middle seat. I was like, whatever, you know, extended leg room, like there's extra space. I don't give a fuck, whatever, right? 
And the woman that was sitting on the aisle seat had already buckled herself in and was like texting on her phone, which is fine. Like do whatever you want. But like I'm talking, you know, I'm like, excuse me, can I get in? And she just, just like this. And you can see me on patreon.com slash mind of the media if you sign up today and see what I'm doing. And um, I said, excuse me, I need to sit down. And she like rolled her eyes and threw her seatbelt. And I just like, without even thinking the Philly shit came out, I was like, oh, this must be your first time flying. Like, get the fuck out of the way, you idiot. Don't yeah. stare at me like a moron. And don't fucking roll your eyes at me. So I sit down and I strap in and I, you know, I'm just, I, I kill him with kindness. I'm such an obnoxious person. I was like, thank you so much. I'm so sorry for the inconvenience to you. You know? And yeah. uh, so I'm sitting there and she's fucking elbowing me like the, and it's only a two and a half hour plane ride from, from Houston, maybe, you know, two and a half and change. And the whole time, yeah. every time she adjusts, she's fucking elbowing me. Like every, I don't know, minute and a half, three right. minutes, trying to watch my Chris Farley documentary, which I'll get to in a second. And, yes. um, finally I turned and said, can you please, can you please just stop like touching me? Like this is really starting to bother me. And she didn't say anything. She just adjusted again and got off. Right. So here's the shit that bothers me to tie it back to what we're talking about. Right. Um, there was an old couple in front of us. Like, you know, everybody seemed to understand the plane logistics. Like, you know, everybody got up and got their stuff. And, you know, you do the three rows and the three and everybody like I files out that way. Right. It's plane etiquette. Yes. There was an old woman that was getting ready to get out of the seat that was in front of us, like a, like an elderly woman. And this woman fucking just bumps in front of like just bumps her out of the way to get off the plane. And I was like and loudly I went classless. Like I just it just came out of my mouth. I was so tired of this person's shit. I was like, what? is your problem like that's a choice to be like that that's a choice to act and operate that way in life and you're going to be this obnoxious and terrible of a human being on purpose like just fucking find god or find whoever you need to to not be a fucking asshole ma'am you're in coach (laughs) (laughs) that is first class behavior uh your position Uh on the plane Play your part, pal. Oh, man. I you was gotta, pissed, dude. You know what you got to do before these fucking flights? You got to load up a cabbage. Mm-hmm. And fucking uh, eat a chicken salad sandwich. <laughs> Listen. Dude, I, I had a fucking chicken salad sandwich last night. And my ass started playing fucking <laughs> Moby Dick by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Me and his ass is playing Moby Dick for real. Yes. Fucking get a lighter. <laughs> But, uh, I don't know what it is. I, fucking, if I oh, hadn't, I if I hadn't had the fucking stomach bug, brother, I'd have been fucking. Because I was gassy, dude. I was holding it the whole time. I would have yeah. fucking let him rip if I could have trusted them. But I didn't have my gimmick underwear on, and I didn't want to be sitting in my own shit for two hours. So your stunt underwear, the stunt underwear. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when girls have period panties. Uh-huh. You know, guys have stunt get, underwear. They get the high waisters. It's fucking. <laughs> For the bicycle seat. Stunt underwear. That's when you gotta fucking do the one cheek sneak. Yeah. Just gotta, you know, lift up a little bit and uh, reach, act like you're reaching your pocket and you you pull your cheek and you just go. (laughs) And the heat, you thought the heat for the fucking 95 fire was bad. That fucking heat would come off, coming off that fucking little. Will singe eyelids, eyebrows. <laughs> that was the other. I don't hear. That was the other thing too. Is I was. Uh, it was hot in the airplane. Like we were. I think we were grounded. Uh, sorry to be careful there. I'm still afraid to burp. And uh, 
we were on the ground. We were delayed for like an hour and there was no AC in the plane. And I'm already like, you know, like, you know, after you're sick for a couple of days, you're like, oh my God, I just, I feel horrible, you know? And, um, it was so fucking hot in the plane, dude. It was so hot and I'm just sweating. I can feel it just beating down my face and I'm trying to Zen again and it's not working. I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to sit here and be woozy for a while and then maybe we'll pass out. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, you just sit back, close your eyes, and just will your way through it. Yeah. That was- I, I know people who, like, can just do that. It's fucking sit there, close their eyes, internalize it, and just, all right, now I'm good. You know, it's like, God bless. Yeah, how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I- teach a seminar, do something. I couldn't. I definitely could not. Like, I willed myself not to puke on the airplane, but I didn't think I was ready to. And so I waited for a while. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to be sick on this airplane. I'm not going to do this. But it wasn't until I got to the hotel where I started really like, get, like, it was re- like, it was the, I don't know. I can't even explain. Like, it was like my entire body wanted to like come out. It was horrible. The pain was just, it, I mean, it was my boss saw me. I had to call my boss and I was like, listen, like I can't make it to these meetings tonight because I'm, I'm vomiting. And I texted her. I was, cause I, it was like the fourth time I had gotten sick in like in an hour. And I said, if this continues, like I might need you to call an ambulance because I don't know what's going on. And I've been in pain for so long that I, like I can't even move. Um, right. but now there was, there was no will in my way out of that one, brother. Uh, that was not, not a delight. I love, I'm, I'm sure Carl is loving all of this, uh, this vomit and, and shit talk this week. <laughs> We're going to get that. Um, did, did you have your wooden spoon? I didn't. You know what? I didn't think to bring it. But next time I should pack one just to bite that. <laughs> Join me for my morning shit. What is that guy's yeah. name that does that video? I don't know. I'm going to pull was, it up. We should, uh, we should maybe play the. Can we play the audio of it and give him a plug? Yeah, let me pull it up right now. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. I... Yeah, the Mike Ricky is his name, or Mike Ricci is his name. Hi, I'm Mike. Come take a poop with me. I always start my day with my Breville Barista Express. Delicious. I let out my first fart of the morning, give it a sniff, and at that point I know it's time to go. I take off my Saks Platinum boxers, then let out three spritzes of Lady Primrose room spray. Then I light my favorite candle ever, the matcha tea and bergamot candle from Patty Wax. Finally, I bite my wooden spoon, and then it's go time. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. Come take a poop. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. It's better through headphones. Oh my god, it's so good. I laughed so hard. I was, I think I was at lunch. We were in the lunchroom getting food when you sent me that. And I literally, like, I was cackling. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> like, I got to stop pulling stuff up for me when I'm at work. Yeah, there's certain people when I see there's a video attached, it's like, nope. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. In, Ooh, our, in our football wow. chat, I know it's like, I got I to gotta save this until I'm in a safe space, man. Can't do it. There are other people in this room who will not appreciate what this could possibly be. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so good, man. So good. That was a – yeah. So his his uh, his handle is at the Mike Ricci, uh, R-I-C-C-I on, uh, on Instagram. 
Uh, I need to follow. I yeah, I gotta to follow. I gotta follow him now. Let me make sure. It's a lot of work that went into that fucking taking that poop. Oh god, I can't. That, I mean, but it's it's a process, right? Like it's it's the it's the uh, what do they call it? The influencers' poop time. So, I mean, I I dig it. Like I get it. Uh, that's a great fucking. We're, we're poop heavy today. We got we got we got to change. Touch. We got to we got to move to another. Uh, Chris Farley. That's what we could talk about. Yeah. So. Uh, I was looking for content to watch on the uh, the airplane on United while I was getting elbowed in the ribs uh, during my flight, and I found the Chris Farley documentary on A and E, which is called Anything for a Laugh. And you know, I, I you know, I'm sure I think we talked about this before. I, I'm a huge Chris Farley fan, uh, have been my whole life. Just uh, just one of the very few people that makes me belly laugh, like yeah. just fucking hits me right in the gut, and I'm laughing as hard as I think I have ever have. And um, I watch pretty much everything that's ever come out about him. Every documentary. I've read the book. There's a book called The Chris Farley Show, which is written by Tanner Colby, uh, same person who wrote Belushi's book. Fabulous read. And this documentary was just really like more of a conversation kind of documentary. Like his brothers were involved in it and Ackroyd was in it and John Goodman, uh, David Spade. Um, It was really well done, but it was really sad. Like it was sadder than I think most of the other – things I've watched about him. And it just, it basically the whole time, I mean, it, Al Franken's in it and they're all talking about how hilarious he was and how generous he was with his time. And they're talking and they just, they just start to like collapse about this guy. Cause they're like, he was just such a wonderful person, but I had no, I didn't know if you had, had seen it. And I was going to ask you on the program. No, I would love to check it out. Um, there was the other documentary that came out a couple of years ago. I don't know. It's not, I don't know if it's the same thing, but there's a Chris Farley documentary that came out. Also, shout out to the podcast called Fly on the Wall. Mm. There's a Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade. Yeah, it's basically it's basically a Saturday Night Live podcast. They talk with like former Saturday Night Livers, but they did two. They did a two parter tribute to Chris Farley, and I think they're like two hours each. In length and uh, just to hear the stories of like people who worked with Chris Farley was really touching, really cool. And uh, the impact he had on the people around him, you know, it's just like he always, it's like he was, he would go out of his way to be, you know, to make whoever was around him laugh. Like, uh, I mean, I often think of the time he was on Letterman. Yeah. And they say, Chris Farley, and he comes out and he, he runs through the crowd and he's going insane and all this stuff and just being this wild man. And he sits down, he's like, hi, you know, or whatever. <laughs> he's just blown up and fucking, it just got pop and stuff like that. Like he, he seemed like the kind of guy that would go out of his way just to make people laugh. And, uh, I can relate, you know, just uh, that was my, that's my goal is to try to make, you know, people laugh. So. You know, uh, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. You know, uh, maybe we'll put a link in, uh, you know, uh, for the pod squatters out yeah. there and check it out. But, uh, yeah, I definitely want to check it out. It was really, like I said, it was really good. It was really well done. Um, I, there was always, I guess, like, you know, being the heavy set kid when I was younger, like there was always something that I felt like connected with him about because, you know, fatty fall down and everybody laughs and you're like, wow, I can, I can relate to that. Um, 
But I think what, like, I guess I'd never realized is like how much people really liked him just naturally and innately. Like they just were drawn to him and watching him perform. Like they did a bunch of, they had a bunch of videos from like his second city stuff where he did this character called whale boy, which was just like, you know, he's half whale, half boy and uh, just hilarious shit. Right. And that's where the yeah. Matt Foley character came from. But <clears throat> it's uh it's it's unique to see somebody that talented to be able to do things like that and, and perform at such an elite level. I had no idea that he took ballet though. That was one thing that I didn't I wasn't aware of. Wow, he, I didn't know that. He took ballet and he did a bunch of stuff in college that helped him be more agile and, and, and nimble and things like that, which I think if you're going to be in any kind of performance, I know there's been a bunch, Mike, like not Mike Tyson, but there was somebody else who who takes a lot of football players. They take ballet in order to help them move. Evander Holyfield did ballet. That's right. Yeah, and it's it's basically just for the mobility and the movement, and to make sure that you're, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of functional purposes for it. And um, yeah. yeah, I was just surprised, but I mean, after watching it or after thinking about it, after I said that, I was like, oh no, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> those leg kicks are those leg kicks he's doing are not easy. So yeah, but yeah, the yeah. documentary is called uh, "Curse Farley: Anything for a Laugh." It was on A and E, and then the other one that they did in 2015 was called "I Am Curse Farley," and that's uh, there it is. That's, that's available for rent on Prime Video. Yeah, so I got a, that one. I think is the only one I haven't seen yet, and I don't know why. I think I just had did, never got around to it. But um, yeah, definitely. Like I said, definitely worth the the view. You want to check it out there. Um, what else is going on in the world and the mind of the mini? Oh man, just uh, you know, working on some things that I can't talk about. So, <laughs> excuse me. Um, got some fun stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, that I can't really talk about, but, uh, good things. I'm, I'm, uh, I like to announce things. I like to do things. Uh, I like to interact. I'm, uh, looking forward to icons coming up July 1st. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just announced for that, which is a surprise to no one. I literally live in the 2300 arena. Uh, I'm a cheap date. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just show up and you know hang out, and there's no flying or no hotels involved, and it's a luxury. Yeah, uh, I think in some ways, constantly working for promotions to run the twenty three hundred arena has kind of spoiled me to not want to travel anymore. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> brother, like, um, like I get a lot of offers for bookings, and I'm like. Uh, like we were just talking about flying. I don't really want to fly, um, which sounds hypocritical because I know I just went to Ireland. But I, if you're going to be stranded somewhere, I mean, being stranded in Ireland is not too bad. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather fly to Ireland on for a fucking pleasure than fly anywhere. Fly to Detroit for work. Yeah, just... Uh, for whatever reason, whenever we go like Ireland or England, there seems to never be a problem with our flights. It's uh, the whole flying around the United States kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, I just look at you know my social media feed and you know people stuck at the airport and uh, their flights canceled and they might have to stay over at night and they say fucking get a rental car and, and drive home, which. Uh, uh, there was a couple of years ago I did a booking in 
I did a booking in, was it West Virginia? It was right near where the Mothman, the Mothman thing was. Mm. But like, I had to fly from Philly to Chicago, Chicago to Cincy. Ugh. From Cincy, drove an hour and a half back towards the direction of Philly to go to the show where uh, they gave me a hotel room for an hour or two, which was like weird. Yeah. Because then somebody just came up, picked me up, and took me to the building. Uh, did the match. Me and Nova tagged against a couple fellas who uh, called themselves the Gym Nasty Boys, which was pretty fun. After the show, they're driving me from, where well, I can't think of the name of the town. From there, back to Cincy in a rainstorm where I kept getting emailers that my flight was canceled. Oh, God. I called the promoter. Hey, uh, my, my flight is canceled. Can you fix it? Yeah, we're, we're, we're working on it now. Okay, got you a new flight. 20 minutes later, that flight's canceled. Like, what the fuck is going on here? They get me to the hotel. Uh, I check in. Okay, supposedly my, my flight's okay now. Uh, fly from uh, Cincy to Chicago, which is the opposite direction of Philadelphia. And then uh, get to Chicago to find out that flight has been canceled and I have to sit in the airport for nine hours. Oh, my God. So I was like, you know what? And it was at that point I had like a, an epiphany. I was like, the time it's taken me, like the time it took me to wake up, go to the airport, fly to Chicago, wait in Chicago to, first of all, we, we I landed in Cincinnati to drive an hour in the direction of, of Philadelphia. Uh, like why? Like, 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 I mean, it was still like the, this town was like eight hours from Philly, but I had an epiphany. I was like, I sat in the airport for like 10 hours. I could have drove home. Right. So it's like at that point where it's like, if I could kind of drive it, you know, I'll fucking drive it. Like, yeah. Step an airplane ticket, just cover my rental. It's like, I don't want to go to an airport. I'm just, just, I'm done. I'm done with, you know, the whole being the hostage. Like, ugh, am I getting home? Like, I, that, 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 that booking, I was supposed to be, was it that booking? There's one booking, I was supposed to be home at like noon. I didn't get home till 1 a.m. I was like, what the fuck? Is it worth it? You know, just, you know, because you figure there's a day of travel before the show. You, you fly in so you don't you get in and make the show. This In this instance, I flew in the day of the show and then travel home the next day. That's two to three whole days just for one to do one thing. It's like yeah. now if, you know, you're flying me in and you have two days of shows, that kind of you know, kind of makes worth, you know, blowing out those dates to filling out those dates to, uh, <clears throat> travel. So right. it's like, so yeah, I've been doing a lot of getting a lot of bookings. It's trying to, uh, if it's within a, like the Indianapolis thing, uh, uh, the fucking, uh, square circle, uh, expo mm. I did, uh, in April. Yeah. Like a fourteen hour drive, but it was so fucking worth it because it was like, you know, uh, it was you know drive out and do the convention and 
drive home and, you know, I get to bring Mrs. Meany with me and I get to see my friends and stuff. I'm, I'm traveling at my pace. Right. You know, like rush through the airport and security and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anybody elbowing me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't have, uh, I don't get plane Tourette's. <laughs> uh, I'm such a prick, man. I'm sorry. It happens. Oh, no, no, no. What are you talking about? But, uh, yeah, it's just like, uh, now we got off topic here. Right? No, like, that's fine. Yeah. No, that's what we do here, man. We're good. That's the thing. It's like, I love pro wrestling. It's just the travel industry has made it, has made me reconsider a lot of just like things where yeah. like, is it worth it? You know, yeah. especially if you do a match and you're beat up, you're sore, and then you just got to sit in the airport for nine fucking hours. You're like, ugh. Yep. And, you, you know, know. Uh, let me quantify that, too, because I'm, I'm really not like I, I'm not argumentative with people like I'm very I, I am. I, I know I come off as a very bombastic, like loud person, but I'm really like I, I don't like I don't want any drama. Like I don't want any fighting. Like, let's just figure this out. We'll talk it out kind of thing. But if you push me to my limit, like everybody else, like I'm going to pop. Right. And that this woman just just fucking, I guess, rubbed me the wrong way or, you know, elbowed me the wrong way. I guess you could say in this scenario, yeah. blue. Uh, but it's just, I think, I think what really pops me is just like the rudeness and the callousness of other people, like just the complete inability to read the room or, you know, not understand like what their actions are, like how they're portrayed. I don't know. It's just, it's just like stupid shit just pops me sometimes. And that was something stupid, but meanie. Yes, sir. Baseball is back. And I know everyone wants to hit a home run, but you can't do that. When your untrimmed bush is starting to look like Wrigley Field. Get your game on point with Manscaped and you can start start scoring on and off the field with their top-notch grooming products trusted by 8 million men worldwide. Grab some Cracker Jacks, a hot dog, and a lawnmower 4.0 and let's play ball. Don't forget to use the promo code MINDMEANY for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. And Meanie, I want to ask you, since we love baseball here at the program and we also love our sponsors, Manscaped, how have they helped you keep your baseballs clean? Hey, I just turned 50. Uh, this is my 50th uh, summer around the sun, and uh, I'm here all about the Weed Whacker 2.0. Let me tell you, man. Uh, I'm getting a little bit older there, so the, the nose hairs and the ear hairs are becoming a little bit more prominent. I need to, to trim those bad boys because when I sneeze, those nose hairs sound like a, the crack of a bat off of shore bomb. So uh, the Weed Whacker 2.0 has been keeping me looking good on the mound. I love that uh, analogy there, sir. Manscaped has the full package for your package this season. The Performance Package 4.0 checks off every box and is the five-star tool that you've been searching for for your balls club. To start it off, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is getting hyped as the Bryce Harper of trimmers, and after using it, my confidence level is sky high. In and out quickly to get the job done in just a few minutes, meaning something that Rob Manfred can't say about anything. Also included... <laughs> is the Weed Whacker. The nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in all of those delicate holes. Going up to the plate against Zach Wheeler is tough enough. Dehair your nostrils this season with the Weed Whacker 2.0 so you can take your best shot at it. Rumor and innuendo, meaning, I don't know if you heard this, but that the, one of the league's biggest issues during the lockout was legalizing the use of ball deodorant and ball toner for players. Did you hear that? 
the offseason, it was a hot stove topic. I've heard that, but luckily you don't have to worry about getting kicked out of the league for having clean and good-smelling balls with Manscaped. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, which we both know when we're sitting up there in the stands at Citizens Bank eating our hot dogs and our federal donuts. Chafing is real life, sir. And the Crop Reviver spray-on toner for your balls because you never know when you're going to leave a little pep in your step to be at the top of your game. Clean up the way below the waist this year in 2023 with the best lineup from Manscaped. Trim your fat and balls and get into the MVP discussion this season. Most valuable player, of course, with the promo code MINDMEANY for 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMEANY at Manscaped.com. And we want to thank, as always, Manscaped for sponsoring the program. Thank you. Well, meaning I've never been to Indianapolis, but I can say, I can say that this weekend, my, my underpants looked like the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Speedway. So, uh, <laughs> not so great. Uh, but no, I, um, I, I, I totally get that. And I, uh, understand that like, especially too, I mean, you've been doing it for so long too. Like, I know that like, I can't imagine how frustrating that must be to go to a gig and have to like compact your entire life in like what feels like 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. And like, it just, I can't imagine that that is any fun long-term. Like I can't, you know, I know the WWE guys travel. What is it like 300 and, or they're, I should say they're on the road, like 300 some odd days. Like that's a yeah. lot of time to be spending and packing and moving. Like that's, that's intense. So I, I don't, I sure don't blame you. Um, and God bless the guys who can afford to get the, tour bus thing i don't know i see like so many guys on the roster had like tour buses i'm like how what all goes into a, into that like well right like uh is there like tour buses are us and uh, what does, <laughs> the, does it pick you up at your home and you drive to the booking or does it pick you up at the airport and stuff it's like how do, i'm i'm totally fascinated by that like if i ever get a chance to you know go backstage and talk to some of the guys who actually do the tour bus. I'm like, how does that work? I know, you know, I know Jess Margera used to tell me a couple of times they would, cause they would go around the, the continental and they would be on a tour bus sometimes. And I just, I literally can't imagine what that, like sharing a bus with four, like three other people and the oh driver and any text you might have, you know, like I just, I can't imagine that it's pleasant. I can't imagine that it's any fun in any way, shape or form. Like I just, and then, like, how do you shower, right? Like, how do you take how do you take care of yourself? Which I don't know how that's possible. You know, who'd be a good person to ask Carl because he used to do that too when he would play. Yeah. He might be a good person to ask that. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely fascinating. But uh, just yeah, it's a, like if you're doing like a, a three day loop, is the does the tour bus? Uh, you know, the cost of running a tour bus for three days. Or do you just flat out buy it and they just pay the driver? It's something fascinating that I've always wondered about. I think at a certain point, it's almost like, I, because I, I know that they, they, I think they had their own that they bought for a while or they used one that they were, they were utilizing. Um, but I think after a certain point, like, I guess with the expenses, I would imagine it's probably just cheaper to buy it. Like, I can tell you just from experience, like, I spent like $250 on Ubers this past week. You know, the airport, from the airport to the hotel, was like 40 minutes or so and then traffic on top of that so your your costs are going way up and it's like well fuck yeah. i could have just rented a car for the entire 
couple of days I was here, and it would have probably yeah. been half the cost of that. So. Rent a car, and then uh, you're free to uh, go eat wherever you want. You know, and just uh, there's like a local uh, steak place or uh, steak and shake or whatever kind of cool local fucking eatery. Well, you know? so that's the thing. I was gonna go to um, I was gonna go to Bucky's because uh, actually to keep mentioning, but Carl was mentioning uh, this place called Bucky's that's down there, and apparently it's like a Wawa on steroids. I don't know if you've ever been there before. I've but, heard of it. Heard um, of it yeah. And uh, they, um, it was like 40 minutes away. <laughs> I'm like, I am not, not doing that. And so there was an in and out that was like 10 minutes, 10 minutes away. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go there. So I had some of the local cuisine, uh, but you know, definitely worth it. But, um, no, I, I, I think that's, I said to Courtney today, like we were, you know, like do, doing that fun thing where you go over your financials and I'm like, I'm never fucking doing this again. <laughs> like I'm never, if I'm traveling for work, I'm just going to, going to rent a car. Um, but speaking of running a car, Meanie, I have a question for you. Uh, I don't know how that correlates, but I'm tying it in. I have, a, I have a question for you. Are you ready to ask Meanie? I would love to. It's time to ask Meanie anything. Ask me something. Yeah, who calls you? I can't remember what regular air smells like. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag. That was literally me in my hotel room. Don't forget us to tweet us your questions using the hashtag Ask Meanie, and you may hear them on the program this week, or next week, rather. Uh, we'll start with Mark and Dryden. He wants to know, uh, hey, Meanie, do you think AEW shot themselves in the foot by booking Forbidden Door, Dynamite, Collision, and Rampage in Toronto and Hamilton? That's a lot to expect fans to watch and buy tickets for. So give me, what's the, uh, optics on this? I mean, uh, yeah, I gotta get the, I gotta get the actual, and maybe somebody in the pod squad can help me. Cause it's a lot of Googling all at once, but it looks like Forbid forbidden door is June 25th. Right. All right. And then we have, let me see. So we have dynamite. Let's see. Uh, and then I guess it's in Toronto, right? Dynamite. Uh, no, not actual dynamite guys. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like that's uh, so it's June 24th is collision in Toronto so then the forbidden door is the next day I thought collision was uh, oh this is like collision because the debut for collision is going to be in Chicago right right that happened so, that happened on Saturday as is there is on Monday so this is the show they're doing so it's perfect so it's collision forbidden door and then I think dynamite is right after that yeah. And then uh I guess Rampage, I don't know. I, I guess they're filming maybe they're filming in the in the same scope either in Dynamite or or, or uh Collision. Uh and then in Hamilton, which I guess is in in Canada as well. Um yeah, what do you think? And, and what's the, how much the, well, I I guess so it would be the Sunday pay-per-view. Oh. Are they doing so it's a it's a Saturday pay per view. So Friday is collision, or I'm sorry, it's a Sunday pay per view. Saturday is collision, and then Sunday night is Forbidden Door, and then that's right. And then Wednesday is Dynamite Rampage together, and that's in Hamilton, Ontario. I'm just pulling up the ticket costs right now just to get an idea. In Hamilton, um, let me see what the uh, so we're looking but they're at. Not, they're not doing it all in Toronto. No, just the first two shows are in Toronto. So it looks like some of the tickets are, you know, front row seats, obviously, are going to be like 300 bucks, um, but you're looking at like $50 a pop. So you figure it's probably the same for Collision. So you're looking at like $100 for that ticket. And then at Forbidden Door, I can't imagine that there's even tickets left to that. But um, 
Yeah, I'm sure they probably. Let me see. <clears throat> tickets. So I, I guess. I mean, like, if it's a, it's a market you really haven't gone to that much. Mm-hmm. Two shows. They're doing the two shows in Toronto. They should be all right with that, I believe. Like, I wonder if they have like ticket packages. Like, if you get, you know, uh, you know, one show is this price, both shows this price, you know, kind of thing. And then Hamilton, which is, I think, further west, mm-hmm. uh, towards like, uh, Toronto's over like near Buffalo. Hamilton's kind of more towards Detroit, I want to say, just going off the top of my head. I think you're right. I think it's like down. Like, if you come, this way towards Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's a couple hours in between as like a couple hour drive in between shows. So it's technically, you're not using the same, you're not wearing out the same crowd unless, you know, you know, people want to drive from Toronto to go to Hamilton, you know, that's on them. But I think Hamilton's far enough away that, you know, you're reaching different people. So you might not be burning out the same people. So, and I'm I'm, assu- I'm assuming like they'll do what they've done on their West Coast treks where they just put them up in a hotel and yeah. stay in the area for a few days instead of having people fly back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. and having to go customs over and over and over again. So uh, it, I don't know if they're shooting themselves in the foot. It just it's especially since like it's a market they've they've barely gone to. Like this, and I I believe this is their second time going to Canada. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. So it's still fresh territory uh, that hasn't been really overexposed as far as, you know, going to a place over and over. Like, they, it seems like they go to Chicago every other month, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're well, always there. Yeah. They're always in Chicago for some reason. I think if they run one more show in uh, Chicago, Dick Wolf has to produce it. <laughs> <laughs> I, need the, uh, I need the Law & Order theme. Um, I yeah. uh, No, I get it. I think um, – I and just looking at the uh, – the ticket cost, you're looking at probably even in the resale market, if you're looking at the nosebleeds for Forbidden Door, uh, you know, I'm looking at section 322 in Scotiabank Arena, you're going to like 51 bucks. So, I mean. But if you're coming from the States to go to the show, it's actually, I think it's cheaper because like. Yeah. Because the uh, dollar's worth more. So, or, or something, or the Canadian dollar's worth a little bit less. So. If you're buying a ticket for like 50 bucks, it's worked out to be like 45 bucks or something American or something like that. So you figure if you're going by yourself, right? You're looking at just ticket costs with everything in, you know, a ticket master shit. You're probably looking at like 225 for all three shows. If you're making that track, that's really not terrible. Um, it's not too- if you have the money and if it's your thing, right? Like if you're going to spend the money to do that, like, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's going to be burnt out. Um, I, I think it's, and again, like most, you know, WWE does the same thing when it comes to, you know, pay-per-views, right? Like they were in Puerto Rico the night before Backlash, right? Or they're in Philadelphia the night before, whatever it is, you know? Um, so I don't necessarily think that there's, there's too much of an issue there. Um, but I, I, no, I think, I think in, in this particular market, I think they're going to be, I think it'll be okay. But yeah. Uh, and our last question today, Matt and Dover wants to know, Meanie, what is your favorite Championship belt. Uh, I love belts. Uh, I'm a belt mark. Uh, safe to say. Uh, I look at some wrestling belts the way some people look at uh, oil paintings. <clears throat> but uh, my favorite belt of all time would have to be the uh, Bill Watts 
UWF TV title. Not none of that Herb Abram shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw that belt, and you know, up until then, up until I saw the UWF TV belt, my favorite was probably the Intercontinental belt. Mm. You know, uh, the you know Randy Savage one, Ricky Steamboat, classic. And after after that, it was like the old uh, tag belts that the uh, you know the Bulldogs wore and. You know, the big fucking centerpiece, but <clears throat> God damn, excuse me. Um, yeah, would that have to be the Bill Watts UWF TV title? I have one more question for you from Pod Squad member Andy Schlichter. Schlichter! Schlichter would like to know what one match were you in that you wish you had video of that you don't? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, the fucking eight man tag I did with Dusty Rhodes. Oh man. It was uh me, Dusty Rhodes, D'Lo Brown, and Dr. Tom Pritchard versus the Mass Superstar, Doink the Clown, Steve Crino, and Test. Whoa. Yeah. And it was uh King of Prussia, Pennsylvania at the uh, one of those wrestle reunion shows. And uh it was taped professionally. Uh, it was supposed to be, you know, released and stuff like that, but something legally happened and <clears throat> the footage got, um, seized. I don't know what the hell happened, but there's footage. It just hasn't been. So that kind of goes against this question. Which match do I wish was taped that uh, it was taped? I just, just no way for me to get it. Oh, man. Me. In the eight man tag with Dusty Rhodes, where they let me get the fucking pin. You know, I got a good shot of like me going up for the moonsault and Dusty's watching. Oh Oh my God. And then when we, you know, do the moonsault one, two, three, me, D'Lo, Dr. Tom, and Dusty, I got them all to do the meanie dance. Oh man. It's on video somewhere. Oh, professionally, multi camera, like high production type shit. This is like 2005. I'm looking at the photo right now. Um, yeah. There's a photo of you and Dusty in the ring holding your, your arms up. And yeah. oh my God, what a fucking moment, dude. Yeah, that's one to uh, uh, hold on and watch. And it was a good match. It's like me and Karina were like, me and Steve Karina were like, is this, is this really happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a fucking... We did like one of those Survivor Series type promos where it's like me, Dusty, and Dr. Tom and Deal are standing there and I'm standing behind Dusty while he's cutting the promo. And, wow. And you, it wasn't a Survivor Series style match, but the promo leading up to the match, I thought I was pretending it's like I was in the Survivor Series with Dusty Rhodes. You <laughs> That's know? amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But like that whole show was fucking stacked. Wow. You know, DDP wrestled like Larry Zabisco or you know, all this shit. There's like, like a lot, it was a loaded fucking show, and they had like a convention. But um, yeah, I wish I. The, it was taped, but there's no way for me to get that fucking footage. What a shame! That sucks. Yeah, the, the tag with one of my idols, you know. And it's like it's like okay, at least you have the photo. Fo- you have a photograph in the ring after it, which is Thank dope, God, right? Yeah. Which now, do you have like the crystal clear version of it? 
What the photo? The photo of you guys in a ring? Like, is it not pixelated and shit? Uh, the photos I got were from like fan photos. Like oh, fans okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm so like, bummed for you. I would love to send me the photos, but uh, just to see, you know, be able to, you know, say, you know, have a match of me t- tagging with us. It would be awesome. I, uh, I hope that that footage will be released from whatever archive it is in. Um, I, I hope that that is the case because I would love to see that. Like that's, that is a, a crazy card. Um, so I um, mean, like, uh, I, you know, for the longest time, I was trying to find the footage of me wrestling at the garden. Yeah. And then, uh, I have a guy, I have a buddy who just happens to be able to have this ability to get shows. And he got me the, the garden show that I did. Wow. It's filmed from the nosebleeds, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then, like, I recently just found the footage of the second time I was at the, I worked the garden where, uh, Goldust wrestled, uh, the Godfather. Mm. And, but I just got the entrance. Yeah. Me and Gold, some highlights from the match. And, like, the whole show's condensed into, like, half hour, half hour, 45 minutes, which, sorry, but at least I have, like, a footage I can make a still from saying, hey, here's me at the garden. So. Right. And I wonder, too, I wonder if that's something that, like, do they retain that footage? You know, does Vince re- like or whoever does whoever recorded that for WWF? Do they record? Do they retain that original recording? And you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure I, it's somewhere. Yeah, well, it was this is like it's a straight up bootleg. Oh, I but, see. Uh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Kind of like you know when the uh, the curtain call thing would happen. That was the only reason why anybody knows that, of that footage is because some kid snuck his camcorder into uh, the garden to record it. You know, man. Yeah, so uh, I don't know who recorded it, but uh, yeah, I got both of my uh, appearances at the Garden. That's which is pretty cool. That is cool. And it's cool to do this show with you and get to ask you questions like this every single week. I appreciate your time, <laughs> sir. Um, I, while we're on the subject, though, uh, I want to know where everybody can keep in contact with you and keep up with you on social media. If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, at Blue Meanie BWL. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Uh, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Get yourself a BWO tank top like the one I am wearing today. If you're watching at Patreon.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, you can also go to the support the mind of the Meanie. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, go over there and get some, uh, fine looking swag and, uh, help the, I'll pay the bills here at Mind of the Meanie. Uh, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use coupon codes Meanie or use coupon code MIND. Save 10% over there at collarandelbowbrand.com. Shout out to Rod Hicks. He's doing a fantastic job there. Now you got a good looking shirt. And if you're a bearded fellow like myself, got to go to madcatbeardcare.com. Got to go to get the uh, Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm. Josh Thornton's doing an amazing job over there. All the proceeds go to taking care of feral cats in his neighborhood. He rounds them up, takes them to the vet, gets them healthy, and sends them on their way. But, uh, yeah, go to madcatbeardcare.com today. Uh, the figure collections, Bone Crushing Wrestlers, Series 1 variants of the Blue Meanie, a.k.a. me, are available now. All Series 1 
can be ordered now at shop.figurecollections.com. Get the figure collections bone crushing variants of the blue meanie in old school shirt or the BWO shirt at shop.figurecollections.com. To have the blue meanie appear on your podcast, uh, go to podstars.net, uh, register your podcast there and, uh, book an appointment with the blue guy at podstars, P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net. Shout out to Jim Nelson at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan one sneaker for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair, which is a feat in itself. He's done some great shoes, man. Uh, he does, he has a video of him, uh, taking apart one of Ray Mysterio's masks and turning it into a pair of sneakers for Ray Mysterio. So if you want to see all this good stuff, go to uh, follow him on all forms of social media at GOI Kicks on all forms of social media. That's GOI Kicks. Cameo.com slash Blue Me BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, we did a couple videos this past week, had a lot of fun. Let's make somebody's day a little bit brighter over at Cameo.com slash Blue Beanie BWO. Ah, first day with the new mouth. Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I think I'm still there. And also Mastodon. I got to brush the dust off of that one. Uh, But you can find me at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. You can find me there and follow me for all the good hijinks and fun stuff. You can also uh, listen to my other program on Foundation Radio. Now that we are both a part of the Premier Podcast Network, you can find us in the same place. So you can just go and subscribe to everything right there. Uh, shout out to the team there. Lots of great shows to check out on this network as well. Uh, we're joined by a friend of the show, Rob Van Dam, and also Ted DiBiase. Uh, lots of great stuff. So check us out at the Premier Podcast Network. But you can also check out Foundation Radio at foundationradio.net. Uh, you can go to Brothers Gather. Uh, you can pick up the uh, Adam Bernard official Wrestle Buddy. That's right. The first official licensed wrestle buddy of myself, yours truly. Now, there's only 25 in existence, and we're almost completely sold out. Uh, so if you go to the Brothers Gather right now, you can pick up your single, or you can also get a, a mini single. And even better, you can go and get a two-pack. That's right, two-pack, mini, two-pack of both my, <laughs> of me and mini uh, for your collection. So go to brothersgather.com right now and pick it up. Go to the Feinberg Method. And use promo code Goober and save up to 20% off of your entire purchase. My trainer, Brad Feinberg, is looking to get new clients and looking to help you specifically with not just your physical but your mental well-being. So go to thefeinbergmethod.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash foundationradio, prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Pick up a shirt and help keep the lights on at Casa de Mini and Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash mind of the meanie and signed up for... The Pod Squad, because we love our Pod Squad here. Y'all are the best. And also, we want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program this week. Meanie, I want to thank you for doing the show and putting up with my disheveled and slightly pale face today. I appreciate (laughs) you. (laughs) For the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mine. Of the Meanie. Peace.
This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production, Butts Carlton Proprietor. Blue, 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 blue,